0: Everybody, my name is Steven. My name is George. And Welcome to the Ugly Bays, where we're here to talk about season one, episode thirteen, "In or Out," written by Myra Jo Martin and directed by Michael Spiller. Yeah. So, what did you think about this episode?
1: Well, we're uh, we're certainly back on track with the story. Yes.
0: Yes. After, after last.
1: The, uh, after the after um... the. Well, I mean, after two episodes, because we had the little burn-off swag intermission.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And, and then we have the ultimate drop-the-bomb episode. Yes,
0: our... The lovely mid-season finale. If you want to call it... The, I call it the mid-season finale. Oh, that was such a great episode. So how do you feel about so the whole thing, Sophia, in retrospect of last week's episode?
1: I mean... When I first watched this in real time, I never saw it coming. Mm-hmm. I never truly saw it coming.
0: Mm-hmm. Ugh. All right. And this episode right here was Eric as Emmy submission for Best Act.
1: It was so much in the previously on Ugly yeah. Betty. It's
0: like... <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah, all of that happened. Yeah, all of that happened. <laughs> so... and they, Previously on Ugly Betty. And mean, now... And now they're wrapping wrapping up to the storyline, which is about the story, the original storyline. Who is this masked woman who we see in the background? Is this
1: the first episode where Rebecca Romaine appears?
0: Yes, it is. Those eyes are officially hers. Like yes. when, when you you know Rebe- Rebecca Romaine's face when you see her because you know yeah. her from X Men. But so like this is like John Stamos's former wife. Yeah, and I f- I forgot his his her husband right now I love jerry him. o'connell jerry i love him he's so funny me too i love him with scream too scream too
1: yep this is the first appearance of rebecca romaine or she used to be known as rebecca romaine stamos
0: and now she's just rebecca uh,
1: romaine and so- um she had just actually finished another show right before she did this one it was short-lived, um, it only made it one season, and it was called Pepper Dennis, mm-hmm. and she was playing a reporter, however, this premiered on the WB mm-hmm. in the spring of 2006, and it wasn't going to carry over into the CW, which launched this year in the television season, we're reviewing Ugly Betty in.
0: And the, uh, Rebecca Romaine was a fan of Ugly Betty while it was coming out, so she, she wanted to be a part of it, so when they offered this role, she said, I'm totally game. So let's start from the episode from the beginning. What do well, you think about Justin stealing
1: the show immediately in the beginning of the episode? I love the uh, good callback reference with "I miss the swag," mm-hmm. and then, um, and then, oh my god, um, maybe Oprah will adopt us. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> this is like the second time in the show that he wishing for a, a fancy, fabulous, more wealthy lifestyle. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, and then you see what Betty has to do now for work.
0: I I know. how. Oh, my God. I know how how that feels. I know how that feels on (laughs) an emotional level. Oh, me too. Yeah.
1: Imagine being on TV and in a movie one year, and then you have to go back to doing a different job during the pandemic. Mm. You do what you got to do, though.
0: Yes. (laughs) We as actors, we know that pain. Like, oh, we just had an amazing job. I don't know how I'm going to feed myself. Oh, yeah, I have to go back to that job. So, remember when I said I quit, I'm a movie star now? (laughs) (coughs) I kind of need to come back for a little bit until the movie comes out, and then I can fuck you, fuck off again.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God, and when Betty has to put that hat back on.
0: Like, I didn't know it was a hat, like, when I first watched it. Like, when she put on the hat, I did, like, oh, my gosh, this is the worst restaurant in the world. I hope they don't do that. I wonder if there's um, um, Mexican restaurants like that where they have the hats where everything is like that. and
1: then um, obviously we find out in this that Hilda lost her job
0: because of herbalux Oh, herbalux I Make love recipes. <laughs> yeah.
1: I love that Hilda is heckling the victim who's on the news talking to the reporters.
0: Yeah, it's like because you- yeah. what happened to it? I mean, what happened to the there was something there was something in the ham cream that made her lose her hair. Uh, and she was like, "I'm getting married." Like she's marrying you with that nose. <coughs> Being bald is not much of
1: a difference. Uh, and oh my God, you see what a prankster Hilda can be. You have a chip in your hair.
0: Yeah, there wasn't. That was the thing. Like I, I when I rewatched it, like there's not even a chip.
1: <laughs> you just see what a, you see what a prankster Hilda is. And then we, um, then we go to the office. Yes. Oh my God. Wilhelmina's um, inner out. Yes, yeah, oh like, I already
0: need one of those in my life.
1: I love the bitchy back and forth between Wilhelmina and Mark.
0: Yes, yeah, like, hmm, I need her. Mm, you're not that good. Huh, question, eh, I'll be to say Amanda. What did she ever do for me? She's Daniel's girl. Oh, and
1: then Mark is such a good friend to Amanda. He's trying really hard to get... Get her on his side. The winning And then uh, Wilhelmina
0: gives her. I say, if when she proves her loyalty to me, she's in. But for now, she's out.
1: Or what was it she said? Uh, your, oh, uh, your your beard. Oh,
0: you're gonna miss your
1: beard. <laughs> she's out. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then there was a joke that Wilhelmina made at Mark's expense about his sexuality. I just couldn't. You see, here's the other thing about. Oh, this...
0: oh, when I, when I. Oh, when, when you move to Daniel's office, and, when I get Betty's old chair, I, I don't want Betty's old chair. This bump, don't slump. That's not what I heard. <laughs> yeah. There was
1: so many one-liners in this episode in the writing. It was so hard to keep up when I was watching it. There was so many good one-liners.
0: <sighs> like, I, like I said before we started recording, this is like a low-key, like one of those really, really good episodes that like, says of like the... Like, it's one of those sleeper hit episodes. Like, oh, this is such a fun episode to return to. Like, I like watching this episode. It's really funny.
1: And one of my favorite people in the world made a cameo appearance in this episode.
0: Kathy Griffin. I
1: love Kathy Griffin. With our
0: daily dose of Daniel. Oh. I wish
1: wish she made more appearances before they permanently went with the St. James guy.
0: Did, didn't she make, like, one more, or this is her this only one? This is her only yeah.
1: one. I wish she did more. I wish this became, like, a recurring role for Kathy Griffin.
0: That would have that been pretty funny, but I do like Suzuki St. Pierre. Oh, I thought but, it was St. James. Oh. No, it's Suzuki St. Pierre. St.
1: Pierre, okay. I thought Played it was by the
0: wonderful Alex Mack. I got it
1: mixed up with a different character name, uh, Suzuki St. James, who was played by Melissa McCarthy in Gilmore Girls for seven years before she became the Melissa McCarthy we all know today.
0: Wow. Thank you for confusing Gilmore Girls with Ugly Betty. Ron hey, podcast. Both, hey,
1: they're both great shows.
0: Okay, I guess I'm Shout gonna...
1: out to the Gilmore guys, by the way, who have their own podcast about Gilmore Girls. You know
0: what? You need to join them, and I feel like somebody really wants to do this one. <laughs>
1: um, <laughs> um, Daniel is such a mess without Betty.
0: Yeah, it's like, no, like, he, he was he was in a depression. I know how that feels. Like, my, I had a, when I, my, sometimes my apartment feels like I'm, I'm, I'm living in a depression. Like, one of my old, like, when everything's everywhere, it's like, nah uh, you know? Yeah. And, like, so I feel for it. My love when Betty, she came, came out. Like, she was ready. She got the tennis racket. She got her rape whistle. <laughs> that, that was good. Always protect yourself, women. Get your taser. Get your tasers, your pepper spray, your rape whistle. Protection's important. That's a PSA for this episode.
1: And that was all in the intro. That was all in the intro. It's another one of those, wow, that was just the beginning of the episode. Yes. And I love how, um I love how after that moment when Betty finds him hiding in the closet. How's
0: Rio? She
1: just gets right to the point.
0: She's like, Daniel, how's Rio? <laughs> it's muy bueno. And then the credits start. Do, 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 do,
1: do, do. Um, This really shows how much Betty cares about Daniel.
0: That she went out of her way even though she's technically not even working for me publications anymore. Yeah.
1: I mean, this really shows um, she, oh my God. Because she, she felt bad. And she grabs him. I mean, it's so, it's so sweet and nerdy and adorable that she grabs the whistle and the tennis racket to defend herself because she thinks it's a burglar, and she's just dropping off his dry cleaning.
0: Mm. It's so sweet. Yeah. Um, and then, I, then Betty gives Daniel one of her famous pep talks. While she's cleaning his apartment. Mm. <laughs> I love that she's cleaning the apartment while talking to him. Hopefully she's trying to win her job, back. I mean... I'm not I'm not mad at her.
1: I mean, I, I really think it was more than just that though. I think she really does genuinely care about yeah, it. that. It's like, too. okay, let's let's clean up this mess and let's, you know, let's 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 put you back together. Yes. You've clearly fallen apart. Yeah. It's and, up to me to come and glue you back together. And
0: I love how like sweet and that I don't want to say nerdy, he was like like a little boy said, Yes, and gave Betty a high five when she said oh, I quit working for Sophia. That was like a sweet moment. That's one of my favorite moments in the episode.
1: Well, I mean, I love that Betty quits her job and Daniel is so touched by that. Yeah. And it just immediately offers her her old job back.
0: Yeah. That's loyalty. He said, what about Amanda? They're like, I'm the editor-in-chief. I'll deal with it.
1: I um, I love how um, old school Ignacio is. Mm-hmm. And you really see it in this episode because now we go back to Betty's house. hmm and, um, Hilda's trying to get another job, mm-hmm. and, um, <laughs> I love how she's changing, and he's like, hey,
0: father in the room. But, like, you know, alright, you're missing something amazing in that scene. You know, um, you know that bag that, um, Justin was wearing, that purple bag? Do you know what was on that logo that I noticed? What was on the logo? It was a Hannah Montana bag. <laughs> I, and I that know, makes I,
1: sense, because Hannah Montana launched in 2006, and this was shot from 2006 to 2007, so like, that makes perfect sense.
0: Yeah, I know I noticed like, is, like when I, I, I just finished recently watching, it's like, isn't that Hannah Montana? And then I texted George and said, George, did you see what I see? And they're like, we'll see. And like, he, Obviously didn't, he didn't see no. it. That's why I have a great vision, even mm. though I wear glasses. Mm. I like Heightened senses. I'm a superhero. I love. Deal with it. Um,
1: I love that in those scenes, though. Ignacio is helping Justin by making cupcakes for his teachers because his grades aren't
0: that best. Yes, like that's like that's wow. That's definitely like a '90s thing that happens. Like, oh, that might help, but that doesn't <laughs> help anymore. That's like you know, you have to bribe nowadays. Don't bribe kids, but you know,
1: and parents don't bribe either.
0: We all know how that happens. Yes.
1: Um, I love that Betty and Ignacio help Hilda pick a top
0: after they look at her resume. The purple one.
1: (laughs) Oh my God, going back to the office. Oh my God, Daniel's tan.
0: Oh, that beautiful Cheeto tan. (laughs) And once again,
1: Betty, I just love how straight to the point she gets. You look like an Oompa Loompa.
0: Yeah, and then when I, my this is my other one of my other favorite scenes like when Wilhelmina's measuring Daniel's Daniel's office and you know that he's coming back right? It's been two year, two weeks and nothing. If there's gonna be a new es- issue on the stand, someone else someone has to be editor in chief around here. And then um, Margaret said, "Paca, Paca, Paca." Oh, what are you squawking about? It's our secret bird code. What secret bird code? Oh, it's someone else. <gasps> Daniel's back. <gasps> what?
1: <laughs> and I love, I love, this was brilliant acting and camera work because I love Amanda and Wilhelmina's simultaneous reactions after Mark says Daniel's back. Yeah,
0: when that, <laughs> that, that, that moment is a gift that I like to use all, a lot. I like to send it to people when I can find it. It's like, <gasps> what? <gasps> and then... <laughs> I love and this is why this is like one of my low key favorite episodes, because of that moment <gasps> What? Now move on. Let's move on now. And
1: um <clears throat> I love that Daniel walks up all those stairs to avoid running into Sophia in the elevator and Betty can't oh, make it. Sit,
0: go. No. <laughs> Save yourself.
1: <laughs> uh Uh, and then um and then they, oh, God, one of Mark's bitchiest lines was in this episode, Ooh. which was, maybe if we hit her, candy it, will come out.
0: Man, if we if we hit her with a bat, maybe candy falls out. Mm. He's <laughs> such a bitch. And I love what Daniel did. Like, he put the Cheeto tan on Willoughby's back. I was like, <laughs> class act, class act.
1: <laughs> and then we go back to um, Hilda's job hunt montage.
0: Uh I got a new ah! I love that song that I was playing over. I forgot what that song. Cause I'm awesome. I don't need you. And then when she walks back into a, her house, she gets the answer machine. She, she got denied for another job. Like I know how that feels. All, it touches yeah. the home. Real too all real for all of us, especially me right now. But that's that's beside the point. Um, oh, we're... Yeah, she um. Her teacher said, ooh, thanks for the cupcakes. I will pay good money for them. And then she gets the idea. The
1: light bulb. Yes. In the meantime, back at the office, so now, <laughs> now he has two assistants. And what? I love that Amanda immediately has to get dominance over <laughs> Betty. I'm in charge.
0: <laughs> in charge. <laughs> 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 to Becky Newton was brilliant in this episode. This episode is so good. Like, I love re-watching this episode. It's so funny.
1: And then it's so sweet that Betty keeps trying to lift Daniel's spirits.
0: Yeah, and like, you know. You love casting sessions. Big boobs. Say, Never say boobs again. <laughs> <laughs> that, no, that was directed towards you. Never say boobs again. <laughs>
1: and then I love, um, I love. I love the different ways, like, Betty's, like, trying to nurture and be
0: sweet, and then the man just, just like, I'm gonna fire the mail room. And I, I, I just... And onion bagels are good. That, not, like, not to say that there was the whole point of that scene, but, you know, Uncle, onion bagels are delicious. I I've love never onion.
1: tried an onion bagel. It's good.
0: I I know I'm weird, but I like to spread, like, like jam on my onion bagels, even though you're totally, supposedly, supposed to spread cream cheese but you know it makes your breath stink but you know i don't care what people think about me obviously (laughs) i'm better than everyone else Uh,
1: and then um once again betty tries to step up to save the day
0: and and gets gets just get the supermodel giselle (laughs) Day with Daniel.
1: I love that moment when Betty realizes the sexual innuendos in her statement. Mm. I'm gonna get him a new horse to ride.
0: Oh, that sound, didn't sound as dirty in my head. <laughs>
1: and then i love that betty is setting the bar so high before giselle he's like jennifer aniston oh
0: and then tara reed oh they (laughs) would well that was
1: that was because by 2006 2007 this was the time where she was becoming less known as an actress and more as a socialite party girl Mm -hmm. her reputation completely evolved over the years and, and 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 then I love how um I love how Betty is realistic and she's like it's Giselle it's not like we go to the same laundromat
0: and they like and then and then um Christina said oh this is how you do it they, what that happens like yeah that's how it happens and then a plot point the help to help set up the next episode happens when. We find out that Christina wants to enter the 10 designers to watch. Again, she's been entering every year, and she gets denied. And who is in charge of the 10 designers to watch?
1: Wilhelmina. Of
0: course Wilhelmina And
1: then um, I love how we get to know Christina further in this episode and her ambitions to be a designer.
0: Yeah, her ambition might be on...
1: on... Yeah. And then, um, then we go back to the house, and I love that Hilda takes Ignacio's cupcakes and makes them into a business. Yeah.
0: I'm gonna be the Latina Mrs. Fields.
1: <laughs> uh, and then we go back to the office, and um, I love Bradford's. Bradford always has the best awkward interactions with Betty.
0: Yes, I love Alan Dale. He's so funny. And because you know, you know, he's Australian, right?
1: That I didn't know.
0: Yeah, he, yeah. You should hear his real <laughs> accent.
1: I um I love the physical comedy with Betty's small desk uh-huh. that Amanda makes her sit Ooh,
0: in. it's gonna match her Mumu. <laughs> oh, look, it has wheels!
1: <laughs> and then it goes and then stops right at Bradford. <laughs> I,
0: said, it's, I heard Dan, oh, he's in your office. <laughs> and he pushes. And I love how he just pushes Betty back. <laughs> it was brilliant. He has like comedy. great timing. <laughs>
1: And then Bradford gets a moment to really drop the mic in this episode when he emphasizes the other son. Yeah, it's
0: like, you're setting up the other son. I wonder why. I mean, is this the first time that Bradford mentions the other mm-hmm. son? Multiple to- episodes. He mentions it in the previous episode and some episodes in the past that, you know. And now...
1: Because he was really hitting it home in this one with the whole, maybe you might want to call your mother.
0: Yeah. She's already
1: lost a son.
0: That was a good line, line drop to say, oh yeah, keep people that fresh in their minds. It's like, when the end of the episode was like, oh
1: shit. And now that Mark, (laughs) and now that Mark can't, you know, stand up for Amanda by himself to Wilhelmina, now he has to try to get Amanda to join his side and gain Wilhelmina's loyalty. And uh, Amanda's like, oh, my God, my hair looks
0: terrible. <laughs> I'm on, what's this? <laughs> I'm on the out list. I've never been out. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: and then I love that Mark, I call it um, Wilhelmina's Laird. Her mm. office is like her Laird. And Amanda takes, uh, Mark takes Amanda in Wilhelmina's Laird.
0: Uh, why do you put a D at the end a Laird?
1: I thought it was layered, but. Oh.
0: It's, it's a layer, not layer, a layered. Okay. It's like, ooh, you're gonna get layered. <laughs> okay. Like, it's like, not I a thought like. It was,
1: I thought it was like a layered. I didn't know it was just a layer.
0: It's okay. You right. learn
1: something new every day. Yes. I love that, um, once again, this is where you really see how multi layered Amanda truly is in this mm-hmm. episode. Because you get to see um, she still tries to defend Daniel. Yeah.
0: It's so it was like so hard for her to play sides yeah. but you know at the end of the day she, want, she she like it shows that she wants to move up she want to grow in her career and she wants to be on the side that you know is gonna stay and she thinks on in this moment the best the best bet to move forward is with Wilhelmina. so she tries to screw over Daniel and I love every single time that Amanda is stressed she eats. Yeah, like she grabs a she grabs a handful of jelly beans. I mean, good on you, girl. I love me some jelly beans. I've been looking for some nice jelly beans recently because my convenience store down the street sold out because I ate all of them. But that's beside the point.
1: And now Amanda's spying on um, Betty's meeting with Daniel. Mm. And oh my God, the Britney Spears reference.
0: What? Brit? What, what? When
1: was that? It's like asking Britney Spears for parenting tips. <laughs> well, because yeah, for those of you who don't remember this, this was in um, this was in 2006, uh, late 2006, when um, Britney was out partying a lot. Mm-hmm. She had just announced that she was divorcing Kevin Federline, and she was going out with Paris Hilton and Lindsay Lohan, and she was partying nonstop. Mm-hmm. And people started to criticize her for it, going, well, wait a minute, why is she out every night when she has two babies mm-hmm. at home? So, um... That was where that criticism came in with Amanda saying it's like asking Britney Spears for parenting tips mm. when, um, you know, Betty was trying to give Daniel dating advice.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then...
1: Amanda, it, I mean, I... Amanda in this episode particularly is really like Jekyll and Hyde. You see Amanda at her worst in this episode because she has to prove her loyalty to the Queen.
0: Oh, thank you. <laughs> oh, oh, you will mean... mean, not will... Mark... <laughs> oh, I thought you were talking about me,
1: but okay. <laughs> I, love how, I love how Amanda guesses that too. You? No, Wilhelmina. It,
0: it, I love how Mark's Ah, oh, no, Wilhelmina. <laughs>
1: uh, oh, and then we get to that moment where Daniel's waiting for Giselle at the restaurant.
0: That was so sad. I
1: love how when talking about Giselle, he was like, Giselle, model, uh, supermodel.
0: Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, and what, what scene is after that?
1: Oh my god, then we go back to the house. Oh, okay. Where wa- Hilda is running her kitchen like a sweatshop. I
0: just, I want to say this whole scene, this reminds me of the Halloween episode of *Fill of the future, when, when um, the evil, when Debbie, I forget, what, Allison Meshaka, who was on, not Allison um da- Daniel Panabaker, mm-hmm. and what a... Danielle the, Panabaker. Danielle Panabaker. She was this evil cyborg from the future. And she was running a sweatshop making um 10,000 cupcakes for the needy. And she made all the students that were going to see this demolition of this building you well, know, make up both,
1: both Disney properties. I mean, th- that was
0: a really... Th- That's my favorite episode of Feel the Future, and that reminds me of this episode. Like, might have
1: inspired it. They're both Disney shows. You know what? I'm
0: going to... I need to call. I'm just kidding. (laughs) I don't know anybody. If I knew Ricky Ullman, I'd say, hey, you know this... You know... Did did Feel the Future steal from Ugly Buddy or vice versa? (laughs) Because I don't get this. Because it's way. Still, the
1: future was first. So was that like a two thousand four, two thousand five episode, or cause I it, was, it was? It was
0: in the first season.
1: Okay, then that was definitely an oh four or five.
0: I mean, art inspires art. Yeah. I mean, how much do I inspire Hilda you? Is
1: such a tyrant in this episode?
0: Yeah, it was. <laughs> it was so good. Ugh. I have to motivate my staff. Hmm. And then next is Christina, right? Well, first we have the photo shoot with Mark. Oh, and I-, I wrote that modeling with the Polaroid. Yeah, because that's a great. You have so much camera equipment around you, and you want to choose a Polaroid. But I see, I get it because all the pol- Polaroids are on the wall. Yep. So pol- they have to get a better picture.
1: So I love that Amanda and Mark do a photo shoot with Polaroid pictures.
0: I know. Now I know how Taylor Swift feels for 1987.
1: Hmm. That's a 1989.
0: Reference- Shut up. <laughs> Just say in 1989.
1: You know what? Don't I don't want Taylor Swift fans to get confused and go, I... wait a minute, she released an album called 1987 When?
0: Oh, that's her secret album. She she texted it to me. I'm sorry about it. We're like best friends. Aw. Tell,
1: Tell her I, I said hi. No. <laughs> um, Yeah. Um, Mark succeeds in this episode, though. He brings Amanda over to the dark side.
0: Yes. Oh, sadly. But I wonder how long that lasts.
1: Mm. Oh. I um I love that Daniel um, once again uh, Betty comes to the rescue, and you know shows up in what was supposed to be Giselle's spot because Amanda sabotaged it,
0: and then it shows like you know, Betty's always going to be a class act, and then I love that they go for
1: a late night walk in New York City.
0: My, I I love how they're like underhandedly shipping Betty and Daniel. Winter try to ship Betty and Henry. And then um
1: now Wilhelmina has to now we get to Christina because now Wilhelmina has to bring Christina over to her plan.
0: Well, I don't think she because she's not she doesn't know the plan, she's just trying to like use her to enact her plan and using her her ambition to get further her career, which is like and that's, that's something, like, in the industry. Sometimes you have to, like, you know... not It's not only being the most talented person in the room. Sometimes you have to play the politics of the game. And that's, that's in, that's in any, field, yeah. any field. Not just
1: acting. And Christina doesn't take the bait initially. Yeah, she... But then it's heartbreaking.
0: Yeah. And because, her designs were good, yeah.
1: Well, yeah, because Christina knows how much Wilhelmina can advance her career, but she also knows how much Wilhelmina can hold
0: her back. And... And she also knows who Wilhelmina is and what she, what she, whatever she wants is not always for the best of things. For, her. well, Wilhelmina
1: is like a double-edged sword to Christina. Mm-hmm. She'll never win with Wilhelmina. It's like a double-edged sword because if she does this favor for Wilhelmina that Wilhelmina is asking for her, she's beholden to Wilhelmina. But if she doesn't do the favor, then she's gonna be a seamstress forever.
0: Yeah. So she'll never win with Wilhelmina. Yeah. She can always die. No, she won't. <laughs> I, love that. I love that scene earlier. Betty said, she can die. No, she won't.
1: <laughs> there was just so many great one-liners in this episode. It was really hard to keep up. I would, If I had to give an like award with the best one-liners, with a collection of them, I'd, I'd put in this episode.
0: Uh,
1: and, um... Oh, I love that they, I love that going back to, because Betty and Daniel are still together. Mm -hmm. I love that they stop to get dinner together at a pizza place.
0: Like pizza, karaoke. That's that's a unique combination. I wouldn't think, oh, pizza and karaoke. Let's go, let's go have some food time.
1: And then you get to see some of Daniel's humanity in this, because he is very clued into Henry and Betty. Mm Mm-hmm. (sighs) Ah... He's very clued into it, and you get to see Daniel's humanity and, and how he does like, things.
0: And like he, how much he cares for Betty's happiness.
1: I love that Betty, because uh, you referenced the karaoke thing, and I love that, <laughs> I love that Betty picks "I Got You, Babe" for Daniel and Betty to sing.
0: Mm, subliminal messages for season four. <laughs> <laughs> it's half
1: off if you. It's, it's half off if you sing, but I'm rich. <laughs> So, I just love how Betty does it, just because it's half off. And, and once again, you just see the different worlds. Because Daniel's like, "But I'm rich,"
0: <laughs> and I love, I love the montage over "I Got You, Babe." Oh, because that's such a beautiful moment in Becky Newton's acting. Because
1: mm-hmm. she quits as Daniel's assistant, but then you see her remorse. Yeah, she's
0: like, "I can't believe I did this. I'm, I'm losing. You know, someone who actually believed in me." just like to advance my career.
1: And then we go back to Ignacio Poor Ignacio who who tries to keep making cupcakes but he falls asleep.
0: And then you know, Hilda said, "You know what? I'm going to do it myself." that "Oh, by the way, that green thing is an oven."
1: <laughs> See that green thing? That's the oven. <laughs> uh, yeah. I I loved um I loved um those moments between Ignacio and Hilda, but Grandma Suarez wants to watch his stories. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, I love that Betty walks uh, Daniel to her favorite view of New York City.
0: So, it, like, good
1: effects, but you can tell that it is on a soundstage in Los well, Angeles. Wow,
0: wow, you're really breaking everybody's. Can you let everyone know, oh, this is New York, don't listen to him, it's New York. It's it takes one.
1: place in New York, but seasons one and two were shot on a soundstage in LA after the pilot.
0: I mean, if you want to be legal and be correct, yes, but in the story world, which we're telling, it's New York, and they're on the Brooklyn Bridge? Bridge? Is that the Brooklyn Bridge?
1: That we're going to have to double check, because I've never lived in New York, so I, I wouldn't know. You were, yeah. yeah you but you I wonder I've been why, there I've been there many times but I've never lived there
0: uh, and I wonder why you wanted to call out the soundstage in LA
1: because that, that is where it was shot and
0: because you didn't even know it was the Brooklyn Bridge or not
1: and it was good effects because even though it's on a soundstage they did a great job at making you believe that they were in New York City
0: whatever <laughs> you you heard it he he's being tacky.
1: Well, I mean, I I wanted to talk a little bit more about that scene just because um, Mm -hmm. I love that uh, Betty and... (laughs) That could be their couple name, (laughs) Deddy. I love that Betty and Daniel get vulnerable with each other and they have a true heart-to-heart as human beings Mm. in those moments.
0: One day... If I can't sleep, I'll be here at five. Call me, I'll come there with you. So, mm... (sighs) So sweet.
1: Hilda's immediately. I mean, Betty gets home, and Hilda immediately thinks that she had an all-night date with Daniel. Mm. You had an all-night date with your
0: boss? No, mm. it was just dinner. And then, like, this is the moment when um Hilda's freaks out, right?
1: Well, yeah, because Hilda's breakdown is is so vulnerable, mm-hmm. and it shows her true humanity. Because once again. The thing about these sisters is each one has what the other one wants.
0: Yeah. And she just wishes like, you know, even though she didn't she does love Justin, she just wonders what happens if her life was a little bit different. And you know, that's what And everybody
1: I'm... and that's part of humanity. We all go through that as humans. Mm-hmm. You wonder what your life would have been like had this happened or had this not happened.
0: And then at the end of the day, it's all worth it. Like, you know, you when you look back in your later years, mm-hmm. like, you're 30, right? So you, 31. You're, so you're basically in your later years, right? <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't, I'm not ageist, but You're eventually going
1: to be there, too. Hey, 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 hey. Until
0: then, we're not talking about it. It keeps
1: getting better. I'm just telling you, you might as well not dread it. It keeps getting better. I mean. And there's only one alternative, so you might as well enjoy it while you're here.
0: Well, that was so, so wrong. Well. We can't
1: get, uh, we can't Benjamin Button this. <laughs>
0: but I uh, am <yeah>, Benjamin <laughs> Button. <laughs> this is all we're... It's okay.
1: <laughs> oh. Yeah. You're going to have to eventually get back on the elevator, just like Daniel, and embrace the elevator of life. It's going to keep going up and up and up. <laughs> I love, that De- I love that Betty puts an end to Daniel using the stairs. We're ending this.
0: <laughs> I'm still stuck on this whole elevator narrative. What if the elevator gets stuck? What do you call that, Dan? I'm going to let you think about it. Oh, that was good. <laughs> <I> was... <laughs> You're in
1: a coma, then, if the elevator gets stuck.
0: All right. Elevator metaphor for life. You've mm. heard it here, folks.
1: I love that, um, I love that Wilhelmina's list, um, revolves like a door.
0: Yeah. (laughs) And then Christina says, what would I have to do if I don't want to be a seamstress forever? Deliver this anonymously.
1: Anonymously.
0: That word.
1: And, uh, (laughs) that's Wilhelmina making her chess move with Christina.
0: And the pawn is in place.
1: And then we go back to um, Amanda, who is looking through the uh, the uh, page six.
0: And guess who she sees?
1: Betty. And it's she like... realizes she was outsmarted by Betty.
0: She. I don't think Betty knew it was Amanda, but she did get outsmarted by Betty. Betty will always win, and then that's what she, why she goes up to... Oh, Betty said Betty says you know this is your this is your this is your desk.
1: And then it was a great ending moment for Amanda's character in this episode when she pushes the current receptionist away and snatches her headset back.
0: Mm-hmm. Mom magazine how can I direct her call And mm-hmm. then she got she got a she got a raise off of it too.
1: Yeah. Amanda smart yeah. great reveal for Rebecca Romaine. yes. I like, it. just a great character reveal.
0: Ugh, it's it.
1: Alexis, darling. It's Alexis now.
0: Ugh, and I love how they were standing in the mirror. It's like, of course, they were just doing their evil pose. Like, they have to have an evil pose. It's a
1: great ending button. And I love for the episode, it's a great ending button. And I love how they can really play up the camp. Yeah. In this episode with. Alexis and Wilhelmina's final pose
0: together. What was your reaction when you f- figured when you found out that a- Alexis was Alex and sh- Alex Alex was still alive? But I was not woman.
1: expecting it at all. I mm-hmm. was not. That completely shocked me when I watched this. I was like, "Wow."
0: It's so like, okay, that we're we're very going we're going to a soap opera now, <laughs> but you know. I'm here for it. I, lo- I this, love. I love. I love that. This quiz. Was,
1: and this fit right in with ABC's schedule because they also had Desperate Housewives and Grey's Anatomy. They were they were ruling in the nighttime primetime soaps. So this was right on brand for ABC.
0: Ugh. I just saw I sidebar, but I saw a, um a, um a tweet that someone made said. When you take your mask off in the car, don't you feel like you just got out of a horrible surgery in Grey's Anatomy? And no. Ella Pompeo <laughs> said yes. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> Ella El Pompeo, you mm-hmm. know, she plays Meredith Grey. Yes. The title character of yep. oh, I love uh, her. One She's one of the so-
1: highest paid women in television. She deserves it. Yes, she does.
0: Si- 16 years?
1: Yeah. 16 it broke er's record for longest running uh, medical drama
0: yeah like i think it's 16 or 17 but that show is
1: it's probably going to go till 20.
0: The, the only reason it will stop is if shonda rhimes doesn't want to do it or ellen pompeo doesn't want to do it because if she leaves what are they going to call it anatomy
1: yeah and everybody has been asking you know ellen pompeo for years you know why don't you want to move on and do other things and she was like Why not? This is a steady job. I'm going to keep doing it. Yeah.
0: And she gets to, like, play different... Like, she gets to work on all... She gets to do everything with acting. You know, if she wants to produce something, I bet she wants to produce something or maybe direct in her future, but, you know...
1: Yeah, that's what she said. She said that she wants to get into more television and directing after she's done with uh, Meredith Grey.
0: Yeah. And that... I can see that as a good, you know... Shift from Meredith Grey whenever she decides to leave Meredith Grey behind, and that like she did, de- I think she deserved it deserved it in me, at least one of those episodes for playing Meredith Grey. Well, they might
1: they might give her one after the series ends as like a as like a
0: thank you. Like, wouldn't that be like she gets nominated? Like the the last episode would be this huge bombastic acting Meredith Grey episode. And like she gets nominated for an Emmy and she wins. yeah because like I think the only other two people to ever win an Emmy for that show is Sandra O oh for supporting actress and Katherine Heigel mm-hmm. for supporting actress. Yeah, I think uh, other people got nominated, but you know those are the only two to win. Uh, Sandra O, oh, she's a queen. Mm-hmm.
1: So, back to Ugly Betty. Back to Ugly Betty. Sorry, that was a
0: Grey's Anatomy sidebar.
1: <laughs> so, um, anything else you wanted to say? Or
0: Wait, didn't you just steal my line?
1: I guess I did, because you went off on your Grey's Anatomy tangent.
0: You, you, oh, because this is how it usually ends. You go out on a tangent, I say, any other. Th-
1: we switched roles today. It was like Freaky Friday.
0: Mm. <laughs> oh, you know what this, the title of this episode is inspired by? In our in and out In or Out. The movie In or Out. That was In and Out. In and Out. Whoa, wait!
1: With Kevin Klein, yeah. Kevin Klein and my. uh, In and Out.
0: In and Out and my queen, Joan Cusack.
1: Joan Cusack. Joan Cusack. I was just thinking about one of her performances today, actually. Which one? I loved her in Raising Helen.
0: I haven't seen that.
1: Oh, she's so good. You should check it out. It's a. it's Kate Hudson and um, John Corbett and came out in 2004 Gary Marshall directed it And she plays Kate Hudson's sister And she steals the show but She's you, the best part of the movie
0: But you forget every single movie That she does She steals the show Every single TV show She steals the show Because she's Joan Cusack Cusack Cus- Shut the up <laughs> <laughs> And I love her And I will work with her one day I promise you Yes that. you will Yeah thank you if you never know what's gonna happen you never know yeah oh my gosh Joe but oh any other thing oh
1: make sure you say Kuzak. Cusack. cusack there you go you don't want to you don't want to meet her and go miss Kuzak,
0: and make a complete fool of yourself so uh, i want to say my queen <laughs> 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 just cover my bases but any other but i want to say this is like one of my favorite episodes of the series it's like there's a few there's episodes down the line the next episode is another one of my favorites because it's like, oh, but this was a great episode. Great, solid episode after it was not saying this is a palette cleanser episode, but well, that it, was already
1: swag. Swag was the palette cleanser episode,
0: but this is like getting the storyline, the new shift of the storyline intact. Like this is like, let's ramp up a show what we're going to do for the rest of the series.
1: Yep the big reveal oh the
0: big oh (laughs) and that reveal i love i love (laughs) that was a great ending anything you want to say about this episode george before we end it
1: nope uh just that i loved it and i can't wait for next week
0: Ooh, what's next week's episode called i'm coming out oh that's i'm coming out
1: I want the world to know. Yep, that was a brilliant reference it, to that. This is
0: the only time you get to say this on the podcast about that song. I'm going to mention it next episode, and if you sing it, I'm going to I'm gonna throw something at you. Okay. I'm going to throw one of my pillows at you. Okay. Okay. You promise? Promise. He doesn't promise he's going to do it. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> yeah, but until next time, my name is Steven. My name is George. See you later. Bye. Bye.